Hey Legionnaires, if you've got any young Padawans listening, now might be a really good time to send them off to the Jedi Training Academy, because listener discretion is advised. Hello there. We are Legion. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, an unlikely band of nerds united over their common love for the Star Wars Legion miniatures game. We Are Legion is a podcast dedicated to coverage of all aspects of the hobby, from competitive play and list building, to painting, modelling and terrain building. And now, here are your hosts. And welcome back, Legionnaires, to another episode of We Are Legion, a Star Wars Legion podcast with a down-under flavour. I'm your host, Jeremy. And with me as always, it's Mitch. Courtney would love to join us. However, he's um, swimming to Texas. We'll let you know when he gets back. Um, but keep it. Show some of those US people the uh, down under meta. <laughs> the down under meta, not the dark horse meta. We didn't send that. No. No. And we Where is that dark horse meta? I know, right? Oh, you know, just he's hanging. He's hanging around. Good day, all. And, and Shit, who let you in there? I was going to say, spoiling it for himself, is Lachlan. Uh, master of the Dark Horse meta and uh, Oceanic League organiser. I thought you were going to say extraordinaire. Yeah, what a missed opportunity. That was such a missed opportunity. <laughs> Damn. So, so if you're the master of the Dark Horse meta, who's the apprentice? Uh, I don't, you know. Uh, two is it there. also you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm not ready to announce my apprentice. Always two there are. No more. No less. We'll get some segue in here and they'll be like, at last. Yeah, see, we're all on track, right? So how are we all doing? Uh, Feb's almost over. Um, I will have to apologize to all of our lovely listeners. It's my fault you guys have had a long wait uh, between drinks as far as listens go, because I've been busy. Life has caught the better of me, and for once, uh, I have not had time to either get myself locked in it or get Kara locked in the editing dungeon to get an episode fixed up. So whilst there will be a you know a quicker interval between last episode and this one, we hope to be back on track on normal, normal run times for you guys. Uh, Are you talking forward. about this is normal run time? I have no idea what you're talking about, man. Like two week episodes, two weeks long. That yeah, that's about right. Yeah, two weeks long, and then we record for two hours. <laughs> um. All right. So, what's on the agenda for us tonight, guys? Um. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this over from uh, from Mitch here. I'm gonna talk about um, our sponsors uh, today for Oceanic League, just to start us off and. Maybe talk a little bit about the uh, about the league. Perfect. And Lachlan, what is Oceanics League? Oceanics League. Oceanic League is uh, it's an oceanic wide league, uh, duh. Uh, and we run in several regions, all of Australia, uh, New Zealand, Malaysia, uh, and we we're, we're all about building the community. And also- so you're allowed to play as long as you're surrounded by an ocean. Uh, and uh, as you mentioned, obviously we are all broken down into lovely little segments uh, or, or regions, as you as we've put them. I'm not sure. We call them colonies, maybe. 
Oh, well, maybe, you know. Someone I don't know if you can say that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, we, we talk about this, I think this is now the third episode this year where we've discussed this ourselves. So um, where Mitch and I help run, for you, of course, uh, New South Wales ACT. Uh, there is also New Zealand, Malaysia, but then out of Australia, there's Queensland, Vic, Taz is its own region, SA, and WA. So we're only really missing one bite of the country. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for you international listeners, if there is any of you, post uh, a message to Jeremy with which one of those regions is made up. Because oh, I know you don't know Australia. <laughs> So New South Wales and the ACT have both Sydney and Canberra. For everyone overseas, you'll know Sydney. Do you know Canberra? You know, I just wanted to give a very quick shout-out to our sponsors. I know I haven't uh, gotten around to our graphics yet or uh, our official documentation, but um, we have many, many sponsors uh, for, for Oceanic League this year, which is awesome. Um, so we've got a couple of New South Wales-based sponsors. That's Games Cube, uh, Games Bandit. Serpent Cove Jewelry, uh, Drax Studios, Creaky Bones uh, Painting Studio. Uh, and we've got a couple of sponsors in our other areas as well. We've got Battle Kiwi from New Zealand. We've got Knights of Dice from Victoria. Uh, we've got Phoenix Games from Queensland. Briz Vegas Comics from Queensland. Jerome Magus, who's a local painter in Queensland. Uh, and we've got a couple of podcasts. And, you know, I put this, you know, I'm going to put us first. We Are Legion. Uh, they're a great little podcast. You should definitely listen to them. Uh, and we got Friday Night Fights, which is run by Terrain Studio. They were Legion Academy. So they're sponsoring us too. Cool, cool. Uh, for all those people in the Stabcast, all four of you that like to say that you, you help with the community, We'd like to add you to that list too, but if obviously anybody locally what invites, what the fuck is a stab cast? You don't get to say a word. <laughs> <laughs> so a stab oh. cast member is somebody who's going to Cherokee Open or Tim Hannon because apparently he didn't. Att- he's not attending. I didn't show. realize we count fith- filthy casuals as people we like to talk about. Whoa, whoa, Ouch. whoa, whoa, whoa. So two of the three people on this call right now at least have direct contact with the Stabcast member on a fairly regular basis. Spoiler, it's not me. Yes, it is. Is it? Oh, yes. See, yes, these, no, these, these people are just a figment of your wild imagination, Jeremy. First it was lipstick on pigs. Now it's a, now it's a Stabcast? Mm. Who so, is she? So <laughs> we, we have to honorarily mention that we have a uh, Stabcast member as an Australian, Ryan. I'm never going to remember that last name. Is it Slawoski? Lachlan, you're going to help me out here? No? Absolutely not. No, I'm going <laughs> to. You're going to leave me to die. That's fine. I'll die on I'm that. Lie. So if you want to catch him on Discord, it's Ryan Stabcast, capital S T A B, little cast. Um, But he's a bush pig. So he is currently running in the Yavin based team league. Uh, I don't. I can't remember if it's that um, James Brett's team. It is, yeah. So that's James Brett's team. So the Australian team with the honorary Australian being Ryan. Uh, good old Lachlan, the Dark Horse meta, more commonly known on the Discord as Pope Salami. Yep, 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 yep. That's it. That's me. Is yep. on there, uh, as is some other Australian greats like uh, Kolke and the current only national ticket holder for Oceanic League, Zyconia. Zyconia? Yeah. 
Yeah, being uh, Peter Lyons. God, it's one of those days where I'm trying to put names to aliases. And then there is uh, Steve Gibb, uh, another Oceanic player at the moment in New South Wales. Um, been around for quite a while. I actually used to play him in Armada about four years ago. So, you know. Oh, yeah, he was a beast. He, he was a beast going back that far to play games. Um, you know what? Ahead of you on the leaderboard, mate. What was that? He's Steve Gibbs ahead of you on the leaderboard. Uh, that's probably because he's got more games played, right? Like he turned up and he's playing in a... Well, you both both are on the same points, but because he signed up earlier than you, he's ahead on the leaderboard. How did he sign up earlier than... Oh, that's right, because I got him to sign up, but then I realised I hadn't signed up until last. <laughs> my Perfect. Own, my own fault. Eh. But yeah. Um, obviously, these guys, great guys, one and all. I think you guys went 5-0 and o in your last pairings. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, look, I'm going to caveat all of this. I'm a, I'm a temp. I'm a filthy temp for that team. Um, but I'm their best member, 100%. Did you play Fergo's Burr? Yeah, that's it. Well, well, actually, I was going to play Fergo's Burr, but we, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't really play that match. So yeah, kind of went a... That one sided. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. So th- the one big thing about Yavin Base, which I like, I would like to see uh, another local event try and pick this up, is the ban system. Um, I don't know how you would do it. You'd have to do a local league, much like a yeah, league. play ban system with my crappy meta. Well, You'll all, all your meta is now me. Yeah, that's fine. I don't expect you to lose. I'm betting on you, right? Like, like CanCon. That's the only way to Well, that bet didn't work out. I could have told you that. Yeah, but I'm not blaming myself on that bet. I'm blaming you. You fixed the match. I mean, maybe. (laughs) But yeah, outside of that, obviously, getting back on track here, guys. The um, Oceanic League. So we're about, what, two weeks in as far as New South Wales goes? Uh, Two weeks in for pods, but we've started since one Jan. Yeah, yeah. So all of the events that have been going on, we've been attending or trying to attend. As a precast discussion happened, I have not attended any pre pod non pod event this year, which means I haven't attended an event. But my tables have been at almost all of them. Go figure. Um, it's like I'm always there, but never there. Mitch has been to a couple. Lachlan has uh, walked away smacking one uh, away. Oh, I wouldn't say smacking. All my matches were so close. I don't know. The bruises on my colleagues' faces say otherwise. Of course you would. So we might get a we might get a little bit of a rundown on that event uh, just a little bit later just to make sure that uh, Lachlan has to recount for the world. Yeah, I guess the shameless plug. Just what he did to people. That shameless plug for the Dark Horse meta. Mm. But yeah, outside of that, obviously, I I think you wanted to to run into a little bit more of like the the overview because Mitch and I have discussed now in three episodes the the state level stuff, and we can obviously we'll come back to a bit to that state level stuff. But you wanted to discuss the a bit more of the overarching things, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, before we get into that, um, just but on sponsors, you know, if you want to sponsor the league, please hit us up. Um, you know, we're going to be doing shout outs like this 
every now and then. And you're going to have, you know, your name all over our official documentation, posts on Facebook, etc. So if you're interested, um, yeah, please hit us up um, to sponsor. That's to uh, Oceanic Organizer on uh, Oceanic League Organizer on Facebook. Yep. Uh, and that's Pope Salami on Discord. Uh, in some of the uh, Legion chats, I'm actually Oceanic League organizer there as well. Yep. Uh, if you want an email to hit him up at, or if you want an email to hit us up at in regards to this so we can talk on your behalf, it's, oh God, I can't even remember our email. Mitch, you want to take We are legionaus at gmail.com. Perfect. And the funny thing is I'm sitting in the Gmail account trying to find it. <laughs> that kind of night, guys. That kind of a night. I need another beer. Um, all right. Outside of that, I have two copies of the run sheet running. So overarching, uh, you know, a bit of a bit of a rundown on, uh, you know, how we're sitting right now. Um, so we're sitting on about an estimated uh, 180 regional signups across the board, so uh, which is just phenomenal. Um, and we've seen uh, some good incremental growth um, in all our regions because of the league, um, particularly in our smaller regions. Uh, so that's, you know, Taz and, and South Australia, um, who, you know, practically doubled their signups. Um, and so I don't really want to speak about other, the, other, the other regions, so we're just kind of finalising our numbers at the moment. Um, but for New South Wales, we have six six people signed up for New South Wales, which is incredible. Um, New so South Wales ACT, can New South Wales ACT, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so you know SSL last year we had thirty five signups, yep. and we've almost doubled our registrations, which so, is awesome. And as we always talk about, SSL is obviously it was the Sydney Skirmisher League, so that's the. Yeah. That's obviously the precursor to what we were what we were building here, and that's um, it's really good numbers to see that kind of stuff as well. Like double doubling up is massive. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would like it to hit a little higher, and and people can still join. So for those listening that haven't joined and are sitting on the cusp and going, what do I? You know, it's great. I, I want to, I hear about this all the time, but what am I going to do to get into it? Mitch, would you like to run through on what people can do to join up right now? Oh, yeah. All you need to do to join up is uh, 30 seconds, fill out a quick Google form. Basically, your name, whereabouts do you usually play? Um, or if you don't have a local store, say you just moved or something, give us a suburb. And then we'll slot you into a group of local players, and uh, that's it. So 30 seconds on your end, uh, a little bit more time on, on my end, and uh, away you go. And obviously pods themselves, so like that that normally would get you into a pod stage and not going to be too fast, whether it's say you, you can't organize yourself into say, you know, four or five games over two months, but you can get yourself down to say four or five events in a couple of weeks. Would you still get enough points to qualify then, do you reckon, as far as New South Wales and ACT for our state level stuff goes, Mitch? Uh, look... I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what I expect the cutoff to be in terms of points, which if you sign up, there's a full lengthy document, which is far too long for anyone to read. But it's there in case I get confused and need to explain it to anyone. Um, But basically, play how you play. If you want to play with local people in your community, if you want to go to store events, if you want to get involved in the majors, just play how you play. 
And if you're involved enough and perform reasonably, or just terribly, it doesn't matter, just turn up, have fun, then uh, you might find yourself being invited to our state's level tournament. Yep. And I'll post updates probably every, every fortnight on, on how we're tracking as well as uh, discussing it here. Yep. It's, um, yeah, just play how you play, get in the role with it, and if you don't make the cut, then... Uh, Better luck next go, year. Go get it next season and uh, mm. remove someone from that top 32. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> obviously if there's 66 players there and we are aiming to have a 32-player state-level championship, there is a fair chance, almost 50%, almost, uh, that you will get in, even if you know those numbers jumped up to, say, 70. It, it's still just under 50% chance that you're going to make it in if you do all the right things. But to, to harken back just a smidge... Lachlan said, you know, on uh, on those sponsors that he'll uh, he'll do those plugs every now and then, I'm going to make this commitment and say we will do those, provided you're sponsoring whichever state level or national level we're talking about, we'll plug your sponsorship every episode we do. So yeah, wow. if we're discussing New South Wales stuff, we'll talk about the New South Wales sponsors. If we're talking national, we will plug the national sponsors. And if we're talking any other state that jumps on with a state leader, We'll also talk about their sponsorship as well because they're going to want to put their listeners in front of this stuff. You go, sponsor people. <laughs> Work is appreciated. Yeah, I'll just yeah, just add something to that. Thank you very much uh, from from the organizer. Like without you guys, we kind of don't you know we don't function as well as we could. That's high praise because that's what I say to Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just function on a, off alcohol. Fair, 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 fair. But uh, maybe I have to reach out to my local bottle over sponsorship. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, anything else league-related that we want to bring up? Otherwise, I might give a, a state of the New South Wales ACT leaderboard. Yeah, I just I just want to quickly plug to our um, our current signees, the people who are already in the pods, um, and it's just a reminder just to get your your two games played by the twentieth of March. Um, yeah, so get rolling those dice. Yeah, and obviously with those games, sometimes life happens. You might have organised your games, but you have to pull out, or your opponent has to pull out, and like if something like that happens, like just let us know so that way. We know what's happening and can help schedule a game or, or whatever it might be. Because um, yeah. something we tried last SSL season was we booked out like a store tournament venue and we just set up some terrain and people came and played their pod games yep. throughout the day whenever it suited. So if something like that is going to be beneficial again, we, we might look at doing that. But just communicate with us if two games for the 20th is going to be an issue. But uh, I don't think it will be for the majority of cases. No. I mean, looking at our own pods, I mean, Lachlan, Mitch, you guys have had at least some games played in yours, right? Yeah, uh, so there's some games in most pods being played. A lot of but, the, uh, yeah, like a lot of the players in my pod, personal pod, will be um will be on their second game by the end of this weekend. So yeah, that's it. probably finished by March or end of March, as opposed to you know the cutoff of half the games being required. So it's. Yeah. 
we're only two weeks in, so people have like organized the games. They just haven't happened yet. Yeah. So I've got three of my games, one tomorrow, Friday, and uh, another two on Sunday. And I imagine other people will be chipping in their games on um, over the weekend as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mitch, leaderboard. You wanted to, yeah. So, um, uh, so we've got five store events that we've currently uh, got counted on there. Oh, sorry, is that six? No, that's five. Uh, and then we've got a sixth this weekend, and then four more events coming up in in March. So, plenty of points to be scored, as well as those few pod matches that have been played. Um, so we've still got the only the three order qualifiers from the top four. Uh, performers in uh, CanCon, given that uh, first place was uh, was from some other region, not us. Also, they get a ticket straight to Nats. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a lot of uh, ties at the moment because not a lot of points being scored, but our top player without an auto qualifier is uh, the very own Dark Horse medal, Lachlan. It's all those points that he won at CanCon, I swear. It, it is. <laughs> uh, and then in fifth, with seven points, we got uh, Matt Ollett, uh, also tied for fifth, Adam Brown, also Alec Pacecki, and then tied for eighth place on six points, we've got Alex Nazarov, uh, Greg Kappel, and Sam Iverson. And then uh, there's a whole grouping of, of people below that. So it's still quite a tight race at the at the moment. Um, don't forget your pod games or count, um, yeah. as well as store events. Your best performance each month in a store event also also counts. So get involved, play some games, throw some dice, kill some rebel vets. No, no, you can't. You can't do that. Oh, he they they have like a fifty percent save rate. Okay. Sure. Yeah, re- yeah, my rebels have a fifty percent savory. Okay, so, so, so make sure you bring force choke. What I'm hearing no, 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 here, no, no, Mitch, no, no, no. is you need no, no. to take his dice and put them in a bag and play with one set of dice for the whole day because he's clearly baked them. Well, you know that's my just download track. the app. That's part of uh, the dark horse meta is baking your dice before each match. I'm sure also part of that is before you bake them again and again. Yeah, again and again. Like, I've just, you know, I have some pre... Oh, I tokens. thought they were your command tokens. I didn't realize they were dice at some point. Yeah. <laughs> that makes Look, a lot more sense. Uh, yeah. Look, all, all these points, uh, all these QPs I scored here, they all equal life points. So these are going to slow down very, very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Everybody's going to take over very, very quickly. And obviously outside of the QPs that you win in tournaments because your best qualifying or your best tournament for the month marries over. If you're playing in a pod, as you've discussed before, the top player in each pod gets a qualification to the state-level event as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Automatically, that's right. Yeah. So for those people playing in pods that might that don't feel that they're going to get into that top area, and I'm looking at uh, my first round pod opponent because he played really well, uh, being Patrick Go, 
if he doesn't make it in that way and he's going to at least two events that I know of, he can probably still make it into that top 32 because he's going to go, well, he's fairly well at, you know, event one, event two, event three, and probably fairly well in his pod. So it'll be nice. It's good to see, uh, by the way, that, that lovely qualifier there for Mitch who doesn't have to play any pod matches. Just I'll play my pod matches. Is that so you can deny a ticket? Look, I I want to play people because I love the game uh, and because I don't have to uh, play anything that's that's good. I I won't play anything that's good. So, so I've set up a uh, six finely curated meme lists and uh, I've allowed my opponents to pick blindly from this list of six. Um, and we're just waiting on our very own Courtney to uh, to pick. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what he gets paired with. Hmm. He, because He'll probably do that when he's back on the next episode because, you know, and we can probably do that live because uh, he's probably going to be very busy playing at least five games over at the Cherokee Open this weekend, which by the time this episode drops will probably be last weekend. I mean, the, the choice isn't very exciting. I'm just going to ask him number three or number six. That's all the information that he gets. <laughs> You're not going to drop that list on on live? No. The The meme must be pure. Fair. So I need that initial reaction when whatever it is that I pull out of my bag gets pulled out of my bag. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so the, I'm guessing there's no double lat lists in there for you. I no comment. Can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Lachlan, just don't tell him about the models I'm borrowing. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, so it's the double AA fives. Gotcha. Um, and on that note, <laughs> we should probably uh, move right along before we uh, get caught in another segue. But before we get there, my turn to segue. And so while I was doing nothing the other day, I was trying to think about little fun little bits of, uh, of Legion trivia. And so I, I thought of one, which I'll ask. And maybe I'll answer it at the end of the episode, but uh, Jeremy Lachlan and whoever listens to this, you can uh, all try and think about the answer before we get to the end of the episode. So... The question that Bosk and I pose is, in a single attack pool, what is the most amount of red attack dice you can achieve in any situation that you can create? So if you had full control over friendlies, enemies, whatever, to set up the maximum, theoretical maximum dice pool. Hang on while I open up Tabletop Admiral. Does that give and, you the ability uh, to do it? And with that said, on to our next topic. Oh, you can't do that to us. That's, that's the point of this section. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so while they're typing away, I might introduce the next section then. Um, so we thought we'd uh, probably do a review of the now old information that was the uh, spoilers and dropped bits of information from the latest Atomic Mass Games uh, painting stream, 
which was centered around sort of random bits of information around the different battle forces, as well as just other completely unrelated pieces of information. So first off, we should be getting a new website, or at least a part of the website dedicated to the Star Wars games on their official AMG site, not just some random click-through to click another document. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, hopefully it's functional and without error from launch, uh, and that's meant to come up in, in March or April. So hopefully we get it by, uh, by the end of April. In terms of other announcements, there's also some news on the upcoming mini extravaganzas. So it looks like they want to try and do these twice a year, um, which is good. I think it might settle down people's, um, let's call them expectations, around when they get information about upcoming releases, because we should, hopefully, at least it's my hope, uh, that we get a lot of this information consolidated in this one presentation because I know that myself among many many others in the community have issue with them dropping important information in painting streams um, so if we can get sort of something that's meant to present these inf information to present the information I think that is uh, something to look forward to and then no one will be asking questions in between because there's a scheduled thing that will happen with the information that we want to find out so the next one is expected to be sort of uh probably in the next quarter is um what this uh this kind person on facebook has uh, has said in this amalgamated list Right, and then on to the, uh, the important stuff, so Battle Forces. So, so it seems that these are... Go ahead, Jeremy. Before you start jumping straight into the Battle Forces, what are your thoughts on these? Like with the, uh, I know that we have our own thoughts on how they're going to go once we get all of the information, but at a first glance. Well, maybe let's talk about what they are before we uh, talk about our reaction to them. So they are themed alternative unit organization, army organization charts um, with the potential for changed or altered or additional rules. And there's little bits of that we know. So as the guest, Mr. Pope Salami, you have been voluntold to share your thoughts first. On, on Battle Forces as a whole? Yes. Okay. I think they're incredibly cool move. I love the idea of narrative. I love the idea of having themed lists. Um, I really think it's going to shake up the game in a very positive way, both casually and competitively. Um, I'm a bit disappointed that there's going to be no miniature releases, but... You know, any change is good, in my opinion. Are we 100% certain there's going to be no miniature releases? I think at least initially. So, remembering that the entire Shadow Collective is being released and the first box set coming out for them, or the first box set being released, as it were, basically like a starter kit for Shadow Collective, is all new miniatures just for that faction. 
which is yeah, part of their faction inside of that force organization chart. So that's the first big takeaway for me there is if you want to run mercenaries as their own faction, you need to do it inside these sub-faction formats, which sparks, you know, super joy that one, we're getting a fifth faction, but only realistically in an essence and that we're getting more toys that are going to be in all the other armies. Yeah, look, I, you know, I, I think a nice alternate sculpt and, you know, my friend Bryce, uh, you know, shared, shared this and I completely agree, you know, no alternate sculpts for um, old miniatures, particularly Leia, um, who's been around since the start of the game. Chewbacca, oh, actually, we got one, didn't we, in the latest Wookiee release? Yes, we did. Um, yeah, no alternate sculpts for them. Um, which is a bit disappointing, in my opinion. It is, but alternative sculpts, at least under FFG, were not really the thing of new releases outside of, you know, Clone Command... Oh, sorry, Commander Luke versus Operative Luke. Like, they, they do model releases for a reason, and AMG still do the same thing. There's no double-ups on characters for their major game that they've started with, which was Marvel Crisis Protocol, because even when you're using the Spider-Man and you have all the different characters, even the same, like even the same alter egos of Peter Parker, it's almost like watching uh, No Way Home. And you have all three different Spider-Man from three different universes where you've got the amazing Spider-Man, the Spider-Man, you've got, I think there's one limited edition sculpt, which is, you know, limited edition. And then you've got Miles Morales. So there's there's always a reason to have it. And I think alternative sculpts, whilst they'd be really cool here, the only real thing I'd like to see coming into these boxes, if they were repacks or re-sculpts as they were, would be us going from that soft plastic into hard plastic. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, like look, Stormtrooper think... box of new plastic Stormtroopers with multi-pose. Well, look, how about like a, like an alternate release layer? Uh, sorry, like a, you know, operative version of layer that is, uh, you know, Slave Bikini Leia. I mean, uh, the, uh, uh, what, what's that outfit? The, the outfit she wears, the mercenary outfit. Oh, I can never remember the name of the one you're talking about, but yes, the one she wears in Bosh. the start of... Um... In Jabba's Palace. Yeah, in Jabba's Palace when she's pretending to be the bounty hunter. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like, you know, um, have infiltrate, have, uh, um, you know, secret mission. Yeah. I I would like, look, I'll go back a bit and say I would like to see some alternative sculpts and some cooler rules, but, and maybe bikini layer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Disney on the license, so probably not. But I would prefer to see more characters come out. Like, there are some in-game Jedi that I would personally like to see come out for, you know, all these factions like Ahsoka, because you could do that for pretty much three factions now once uh, Shadow Collective drops. Or, you know, Kanan Jarrus and Ezra as, like, a little combo unit, like R2-D2, 3PO, and you have, like, Jedi Master Apprentice running around. Or Ezra Bridger. Uh, not Ezra. What's the one out of um, Fallen Order? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Steve. What? Is it Cal Kestis? 
Yeah, Calcestis. Um, because you know there was that really cool fight scene with Vader, so you could do something with that, or you could do you know, uh, th- there's even Jedi that the Clone Wars era have not touched on yet, iconic Jedi like Mace Windu, that we should get first, and I think I actually think that's a missed opportunity on AMG's behalf because they've gone with whilst it's iconic the five O first as the the battle force for clones. I think that they've missed the opportunity to utilize that and go, actually, there's some real cool Jedi that don't operate, like didn't operate their armies in the same way that the standard was. Maybe we could look at those. Like um, Mace Windu utilized a lot of ATRTs. He actually had squads under uh, under the banner of Lightning Squad or this squad or that squad. So he was very fast-paced in his... Uh, you know, maneuvering of his armies because he utilized a lot of ATRTs or um, not Plo Koon. What's the other one that I'm thinking of? I'm with the really tall head, like a bucket head. Dies on my Guido, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Where, you know, you've got all of the Snowtrooper looking clones or you've got um, Kiara Mundi or you've got you know, there's there's like Kit Fisto, and you could have all of your clones with rebreathers built, designed for, and built and designed in their armor uh, compatibilities for water combat. Or you have, you know, the the possibilities to do really cool battle forces and do really cool like changes to armor and stuff is endless because you could have picked it with that. Because Clone Wars was really the the show in which gives you that ability. Um. And obviously, Rebels is kind of the same thing because, you know, we could always get, um, whilst I would love Kane and Jarrus, we could always get uh, the Fulcrum themselves. So you could have um, uh, what's the last commander that the Empire got? Callus. Callus as Fulcrum Callus. Uh, we, uh, you know, we forgot Kalos' name because he's only recently dropped here the in Australia. Mutton Chop Man. Yeah, <laughs> those are beautiful mutton chops. They are. Or you could have, you know, um, just trying to think of characters we haven't seen yet. You could have Grand Admiral Thrawn or Tarkin. I reckon Thrawn's one of his abilities, if we get Thrawn. Should be that uh, your opponent has to play their command card before you. So like ulti- ultimate ultimate cunning because you don't actually have to like beat him on pip stance. You just see what the card is and then you get to play yours. Yeah, I reckon that's a really cool me- mechanic that will feel fanatic, but it's not like absurdly powerful because you still have uh, hand construction restrictions. I could see that if he didn't really have a lot of... Like, if he didn't give him three command cards, if he gave him maybe one. You need Alternatively, to... you, you do something else with the command hand and you just say you get to disobey the uh, command hand structure so you can run any combination of one, two, and three pips. Yep, that would be cool too. Because, yeah, I don't think breaking... I think giving him three really good cards, which is probably the other side of, you know... 
Admiral Thrawn, he'd, he'd have really good command cards. Like we're talking maybe something along the lines of Leia's one pip. Maybe. Yeah, more like Obi-Wan's one pip. My, like Hello There, where he's like, actually, I'm the master tactician and I know everything. Um, and, you know, all the way up to like Master of Evil level three pips. So really, really big, powerful cards like the Big Bang blockbuster ones that you don't want to see, having all three of those and having the ability to see a command hand might be a bit too OP, but having one or the other? He'd, he'd probably be the only other commander in the game. Actually, Admiral Trench probably one. Um, I'd, I'd see having a zero pip like Han. Uh, and Han, yeah. Lando should have had a zero pip, but that's an entirely different story. Yeah. <laughs> Also, should look like Donald. Lando, you know, is he released? He is. He is released. He's released in Australia now. But yes, um, delving back into what we were talking about, which is the current four. Is it only four? Should be five battle forces that they've announced. There's at least one for every faction, and I, I expect that we're going to see a few more of these. Because um, we've all mentioned a few characters that uh, have not made it to the tabletop yet. Admiral Trench, Kanan Jarrus. Yeah. Be nice to Speaking see. of Admiral Trench, just a little segue. Uh, pre the SSL last season, everyone got a 3D printed mini for being for making single elands, and uh, one of them was Admiral Trench and uh, Bryce from uh, Figurin's Garage recently painted one for uh, James, and it just looks epic. Such a great mini. I, I personally love Admiral Trench. I reckon you could utilise him as the um, generic super tac droid. Yeah, to, yeah. To show how good he is, especially the, the one that's all cybernetic because, you know, Anakin blew up his... I can't remember what that is, the Lupra Hulk. But yeah. Really good. Any speculation on what you wish we could or wish listing there that we could get, Mitch? You seem awfully quiet tonight. Oh, in terms of minis, yeah, wish listing. Mm. Uh, what would I want? A functional Boba Fett. <laughs> We're getting that. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> We're we getting a Boba Fett. He will I want probably a Boba be Fett. more functional than the current Boba Fett. Probably I want a Boba Getting a Boba Fett with a gaffy stick too. Correct. I think I'm less interested in that. <laughs> Doesn't have just to give have... me Just give me effective Boba Fett. The gaffy stick is very slow. It takes a long time to swing and you're not even going to kill anything that you really hit with it. It's got a pointy bit, sure. You shoot someone, that's quick. You can kill all those B1s across the other side of the table. A gaffy stick, not going to help you enough. Fun. Yeah, there's no honour in shooting anybody. Come on. Funny. Yeah, you said that. I'm honourable. Yes, you know, flying is for droids. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mitch, uh, definitely, as he's professed that he will never ever play clones, he will never have the civilised general that is Kenobi. So uncivilised you are, Mitch. Unbelievable. Shocked and appalled. Mm. Really? 
Absolutely. After all this time, still shocked. <laughs> and appalled. But yeah, um, delving into what we did get, so we can break each one of these down really quickly and just, you know, some good, some bad, and some ugly on each of the battle forces and on the news that we've got. So, Oh, hold on. I realized I never answered your original question of what do we think about the battle forces. I'm concerned until we find out more than what we're going to talk about today. Because it seems like what they're doing, and I hope I'm wrong, I want to be wrong, is that they are creating themed lists around weaker units in the game to encourage you to bundle them together and they're giving them some new synergies. Hang on. Weaker units in the game. Are you kidding me? Echo-based defenders? Uh, They're going to make you run FD... They, they're going to make you run weak units at each of these compositions to get those things that are collecting dust on these shelves off them, which is a great thing. But they can't just be viable in these lists, otherwise you create a greater divide between conventional lists that use those the units that are slightly overtuned versus units that are overtuned, which can only be run through this mechanism. I think it makes list building less interesting. And that's like that that's a concern I have as well. I'm not a fan of list building if you've got constraints outside of the norm. And one of the big things that was a takeaway, it was a bad thing that Warhammer did was command points, which was if you take a certain list archetype, uh, and we'll say it's the and it was the last edition of 40k or the previous edition of uh, Warhammer 40k, it was if you take this certain force organization and you have these specific things you can get extra points to spend during your game to make yourself better um, which sounded like a good idea at the start except when you know you then started comboing it with the uber powerful units so you were getting both the benefits um, I would like to see a little bit of the like I, I don't mind seeing a lot of the restrictions fixed for specific themed factions or themed moments in the uh, Star Wars universe. But I don't want to see every event that we start going to being, you know, won by a, a Blizzard Force or an Echo Base Defenders or a Trenches Droids or a yeah. going forward. Because, you know, it it's almost like the new hotness. Um, because the big thing, the other takeaway there that Mitch may not have touched on too much is the second that AMG releases these rules is we may see a jump towards a specific faction as far as sales go so people can have all of the cool toys, which is both good for the stores and good for AMG. Um, But then everyone's going to be playing the exact same thing. And whilst countering that may be easy or it could be hard, um, you're going to have the same problem anyway. It's just going to be the cycle repeat of, well, I'm not playing Imperials now because Rebels got the new hotness as far as a, a Force Org chart goes that's just too powerful to not take. Now, of course, if they make you run some funky list compositions, like what you see in normal lists is people tend to stack multiples of the same unit or try to min-max particular units. If these force org charts force you to go away from that, like they make you take a messy command pool or um, some strange units that don't really have synergies, um, 
but then add that advantage back in with their specific command cards or rules or whatever it is that they're going to do, that's fine. Um, but like, it's just too e- too far too early to tell. Yep. Um, and yeah, I just need more information. Yeah, and that and that's fine. Um, I'll start by saying, Lachlan, you can rattle off the first one for us, being you're the resident rebel loving player and this is definitely in your wheelhouse absolutely it would almost be considered dark horse meta uh, you know it is it is dark horse meta it's got the rebel vets got the mark twos the 1.4 fd all right oh i'll start from the top how about that echo base defenders um this is uh you know our big battle on hoth uh versus uh the next one which is blizzard force but we won't go into that just yet um, so there's going to be three new command cards, um, but they can only be used by this battle force. Uh, one command card uh, allows all emplacements, so that's your Mark IIs uh, and your FDs um, to gain a free standby token. Um, and it, uh, it changes the force of, um, allows players pretty much to take the original cast um, of characters there. So that's Luke, that's Han, that's Leia, that's Chewie. Uh, it's R2 and 3PO, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, sorry. And then it'll obviously, it'll move into those, you get the synergies there, because obviously there'll be a negative for taking all those characters. Like, nine times out of ten, if you're going to take that kind of a power list, you're probably going to want to just run Commander Luke's hand. Well, yeah. Luke's hand, as it were, because, you know, you'll, you'll get all six of the cards for him. Except co- coordinated bombardment, that's uh, you know that's a must take, hundred percent, hundred percent. Fire supporting those coordinated bombards, man. Over just Skywalker. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no over serve. Yeah, serve your master. Absolutely, hundred percent. Being able to turn zero, practically turn zero, um, put six hits into. Three different units is bonkers. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely bonkers. Um, but yeah, so that will include probably all the um, Echo Base units. Uh, that's Rebel Vets, Mark IIs, T-47s, and FDs. There is and one unit that they didn't mention there, and I'm glad that they didn't mention it because you don't... Well, you do see them in the combat, but not really see them. Yeah. And that's the Tauntauns. Which Tauntauns, yeah. You see them in the background running towards an ATST at some point, but you don't really see them in the fight going, you know, units of Tauntauns running up and down the trenches, plugging holes, which is the best part that they should be doing. Yeah, so that's all we got for Echo-based defenders. I'm handing it off. Uh, I'll hand it off for the Imperial Blizzard Force because I'm not an Imperial player. No, that would be the Resident Mitch. Ooh, I like we need some John Cena music because the winners of the Battle on Hoth, Blizzard Force, they're here. Stormtroopers are not going to be back, but they're here. I'm oh, sorry, sh- uh, Snowtroopers. Jeez, I butchered that. Yeah, uh, that's fine. <laughs> So like the um, the other battle forces that we're expecting three new command cards um, and the types of units that seem to be 
necessarily in this battle force are your commander vaders, your general veers, your storms, snows, ATSTs. Um, so a whole bunch of vanilla stuff. I'm surprised E-Webs weren't worked in there somewhere, given that the model has snow trooper crew members. Well, E-Webs weren't really deployed on Hoth until they breached the base. Like, you see them setting up the E-Web as the, as the crew jumps into the Falcon to fly off. Like, that's the... That's, that's okay. Then pretty- they're part of the force. That's... That's as thematic as most of the stuff in the game. It is, it is. And at the same time, it's the same as the reverse with the Tons. Like, you don't see the Tons being named there for Rebs. But where else are you going to see a Tonton? It was like, that was the hot thing. I don't know. I see them on plenty of tabletops. Fair enough. E-Webs are kind of uh, excluded to that scene in the film. We need a ATAT. Tacked onto this list. I, I I would prefer an ATTE tacked onto the five hundred first, but you know, sure. And I'll I'll segue into the the five hundred first there, and we can come back to say what we like on any of these. Um, there's no. So the the last thing before before you continue on, Jeremy, and this I think is quite a good thing for the game to do, and that is. There's whispers of a new card that will allow stormtroopers to take additional heavy weapons. Um, yeah. Why is this good? You might say, well, that's that's going to make dice pools too big and things like that. Um, sure, that's partially true. But if you make it so that they have to take only DLTs or uh, our good friend, the HH-12 in multiples, sort of those, let's call them basic heavy weapons. I think this is a good thing because uh, they don't increase the dice pool much or in the case of the HH-12, it's got other restrictions around it. And by wanting to take these additional heavy weapons, uh, it actually reduces your activation count at the same time. So it's uh, with activation count still being a problem in the game. Not as big now, but it is still a problem. Yeah, uh, people just have got tired of um, leveraging it. I think, but uh, since that hasn't uh, been resolved yet, uh, I still think that I think that's a balancing issue to the uh, to the dice pool problem that it starts to present. There's, as you said, there's some negatives and positives to that, so people will take multiples of heavy weapons, but at the same time it's going to cost them on those activations, so the, the balancing act is already built in there. Things I like about it. I mean, we're getting a new Stormtrooper unit. That's always a good thing. Even if we're not getting new models. Um, the, the data, obviously, that we're running off today is a little bit incomplete because we know a bit about the Separatist stuff, but we'll start with the Galactic Republic first. So, yeah, 501st is coming out from memory. They haven't announced it, but we're going to see three new cards, obviously only utilizable in the uh, 501st Legion. They've reduced the number of core choices in that particular force to one, um, and they're expanding the Spec Ops unit or the Spec Ops forces to beyond three. And from memory, I believe you have to take a ARC Trooper unit as standard in there as well. So 
Again, like with the, the Stormtroopers getting a cool new card in the Blizzard Force, they're allowing they're getting you to try and utilize those units that you don't normally take to the battlefield being the ARC Troopers. Any any yeah. complaints about yeah. that, Mitch? Full ARC Troopers, yeah. Full ARC Troopers. Yeah. Let's see what they do with them. We might get a new errata alongside this to help full ARC Troopers. Well, I mean I hope it's not just special rules and command cards that boost them back because full arc troopers should be something playable they should but they they currently live in cad bane and hh12 land well yes they 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 uh, hh12s are currently usable apparently but they definitely live in the cad bane land i mean we saw a cad bane we saw one cad bane and one hh12 at cancon and they're both madmen that ran them so one of them i think they're still resident um, so yeah, outside of that, the one that we've saved till last as far as the four factions that are currently running, uh, I know that the data isn't actually in on this one, was the Separatist Invasion Force, or the Separatist Alliance Battle Force. Um, we know that there is a requirement for an AAT. Uh, Lachlan or Mitch, do you guys want to run through all of the other little nitties and gritties on that one? Because... Well, look, I, I only know a little bit, but I know that the core requirement is boosted to eight, I think. I think. Um, so that's eight units of B1s, which is just a nightmare. That's, uh, that makes me weep um, tears of utter dread uh, for when I have to buy uh, my next two boxes of B1s. You're at six now. Uh, I'm actually at five, so three. So I think I started losing the will to live after my 10th B1. Um, so yeah, painting or building? Oh, uh, both. Uh, just, you know. Actually, dry brush, man. That's the only way to paint them fast. I did them in this, uh, like, ice theme. So um, I did most of it with an airbrush, thankfully. With an airbrush. Um, and yeah, it's just basing. It was basing and building, which were the hardest parts for building that droid force. My god. So imagine. Tell me, Lachlan, were you using plastic glue to build them or super glue? Oh, yeah. Look, at the start, I was using uh, super glue and I, I glued my hands together so many times. It's incredible. And then so, I started using plastic glue. Yeah. So for those of you out there that complain about building B1s, they are unbelievably easy to build. I'm sorry. You're wrong. Just use plastic glue, and then you'll say the same thing to people that are also complaining. Use the right tool for the application. Otherwise, you just, you're going to end up like Lachlan with your fingers stuck together, and no one wants that. Ooh. Yeah, just, uh, you know, the droids weren't dark or safe, you know. <laughs> Make sure you use plastic glue. I just see this sticker on the box that says Dark Horse Safe and it's got like your fingers like separated like an arrow showing the distance between them. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you're also going to get three new cards with that that'll only be utilised uh, in the Battle Force itself and I'm sure that it's more of a depiction of that scene in the open field on Naboo because that's where it looks like it's going for. Uh, where it's just waves of B1s backed up by AATs. Yeah. 
you reckon AAT is going to be able to triple shot with its main gun as one of the cards? I think maybe. I think they've seen what they like what the saber tank can do when they when it doubles, triples, and even quadruple shots, and they're like, "Ooh, the AAT should do that." It's almost there. Just just tweak it up a little bit more. I think like just with its main gun, but they might let a triple shot in one turn instead of double shot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because you know, to do that outside of there, you would uh, you'd have to with the saber tank, especially you would have to um, spend another three hundred points to make it work, at least. So. Uh, just a little off note here. You know what these battle forces and mercenary factions scream to me? Sub factions, Gungans, Ewok. All that kind of juicy stuff. So that was the the route in which I think it was either Dallas or Will Schick said FFG we're going to go down the sub faction route. We're doing that prior to the handover, um, and obviously having all these additional sub factions. And this is obviously a little bit of a collaboration with what they'd started and where they were going um, to to get more field armies as it were get more battles get more armies on the board and have everyone having tastes of little bits of everything because obviously there's there's not enough minutiae to make say whilst we can see a full gungan army you can see troopers riders and big shield things and some catapults cool there's there's like four units and a general so five you're not going to get a full faction breakdown there but you could probably get a battle force worth yeah, that's, uh, most yeah. people's armies these days don't don't have more than four unique units. No, but you've got a bigger pool to pick from. Is is more the thing there? So you know, whilst you only have three or four different types of units, because we all like to double to min max, as it were, we have a large pool, and then we pick the things specific to what we need. Whereas the armies that you see, like the Gungan army or the uh, Saw Guerrera's um, Rebels, the Partisans, for for example, you're not going to see many different types of Rebels running around with Saw if you had Saw Guerrera. But you are yeah. going to see his Partisans. So you could have, you know, Rebel Troopers, and instead of Pathfinders, you have a different Pathfinder unit to represent his Specialists, and different Veteran unit to represent his Veterans, and then that's your Battle Force. And then you have Charger in uh, Gungan Force, uh, who's 10 points and all his cards are flaws. Nisa, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, things like that. I think Charger might be the only thing that I enjoy killing more than R2. <clears throat> what happens when they bring in BB 8? Oh, BB 8's fine at the moment. Mm. But yeah. And I think that's a bit of a lead into the thing that we're seeing here. So we touched on it a bit before. Mercenaries or the Shadow Collective being the, the fifth box in the setup. Um, I'm a personal fan of the of this sub-faction and where it was going. So as uh, as Mitch wants, we're getting a rework of the Cad Bane. He is going to walk very slowly through the desert to kick your ass now. Yeah. Too early for that reference, Mitch? Uh, I mean, he's not dead. They shouldn't have stabbed him with the stick. They should have shot him with a HH-12. <laughs> yes, exploded does not get fixed with back to tank. <laughs> um, 
Obviously, we're also getting a rework of Boba Fett and the man, the myth, oh, the lizard, the myth, the legend, Bosk, uh, as well as, is there any other mercenaries that we should be getting? Uh, Dengar, I would like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see him too. Or what was the Wookiee out of... Um, like Kirsten Tan, I think it was. Yeah. Kirsten Disney have a real easy uh, easy time with that one. Uh, obviously, we're getting a faction in itself um, with units that can only specifically be used inside of here. So whilst mercenaries are their own thing, and we're going to see a bit more of this, and this is the thing I like about battle forces, uh, you will see things like the Pikes and the Black Suns and the... Uh, what's another? The Huts. You'll probably end up seeing some Hut gear. Um, what are the green guys? The Gamorrean Guard, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You'll probably see those kind of things coming up in the in the mercenary faction. But what you won't see is them being played as a full army on their own at all times. And the big thing with that is Shadow Collective being its own box set. So Shadow Collective brings us my personal favourite. Sith, not as a Sith, being Dark Ma- Darth Maul, or just you know Maul, because he's not Darth anymore. We may even because it's a we're getting factions here. We may even get to see what's the other Maul. Not a Sarge. We'll see. Um. Oh yeah, Savage. 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 The other spiky head dude. Yeah, Savage Press. Maul's brother. Yeah. So you could have the two of them together in a force. Uh, we are getting Maul DeLoreans, which will only be usable in the Black Suns, uh, in the Shadow Collective. I thought you were going to say only usable as decorations on your shelf, like all other Mandalorians to date. Hey, 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 hey. It's going to be pretty scary when you have Mandalorians charging at you and Maul backing them up, especially with the Darksaber. You know, makes his uh six his eight dice turn into six, sure, but you know, or five, but five black versus four red, four white, it's the same number of hits, least amount. No, of... better floor. Quick math. What? Surely you're gonna throw tenacity on him. It's gonna be like five black, one red, and then you know. Versus five red, four white. Five red, four white is so much better. You mean four red, four white? No, tenacity both ways. If you want to count tenacity, it's both ways. Well, it depends. We'll see how it goes. He might have a few other things on him on his card, and he might also have access to both lightsabers at the same time. Because you know, this isn't a force wielding mall. I think that's what the model they showed has, if I remember right. Yes, so they based it off the, the the series finale Clone Wars character. So he's got the stripped-down red blade that he utilises in uh, Season 7 of the Clone Wars and the Darksaber. So did you like it when Grievous had Arsenal 2 in two different melee profiles? Well, you're in luck. It's back with New Maul. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing him uh, cut everybody but a Jedi to like ribbons 
I would like him to have something a little bit closer to, say, uh, Dooku's ability where he can lower his... Or Dooku's mastery, where he can lower his uh, pierce just so that he can cut people up. Yeah, there's no chance of that happening. But he'll have two lightsabers. Hey, what they reckon they might do? No, they, there's no chance they'll do this. But this is this would be cool. Take a wound to gain Arsenal too, and then you can keep like both original weapon profiles. Uh, I, see, I think that would be good and doable, especially if you gave Maul seven wounds. Maul's not getting seven wounds. Why not? Because there's no reason he's more tanky than the majority of the other Force users in the game. You mean apart from the fact that he's survived being cut in half at this point? You mistake surviving for plot armor. Unfortunately, plot armor does not translate onto the Legion table. Doesn't it? No. Have you seen my red defense dice? They roll well. No. No, they don't. But I digress. They obviously released a um a few other things in their speculations, and part of this was from the last mini extravaganza, like Ewoks, Gungans. They're all coming, so we're going to see more of these battle forces. So I think we're going to have to get used to them. But I would like to see a little more information. I wonder how you're going to make Ewoks less like effective than B1s. You probably put multiple of them on a base and call them like a creature trooper. Yeah. Or you do what you need to, um, or you do what you do with uh, all sub-factions like the mercenary faction where you go, can only be utilized in this formation. So Ewoks could only be used in an Endor faction, which limits you to not using Commander Luke. Or operative, right? Because oh no, operative Luke was on Endor, but yeah, it, it limits you to not using things like any of the, the any Rebel vets or any Mark II blasters or FD turrets or Pathfinders. Cause they so all my there. thing, yeah. what the hell? But then you can also go well. Then you can go in the other vein, and you can bring out the bay that is. Uh, Jin Urso, and have Jin Cassian K two Pathfinders as a rogue force. Like, there's so many opportunities this opens up. Yeah, I think it's a very positive direction that they're going. I'm just going to say that straight out. I just think anything that's going to be narrative is a positive step at least for the casual scene, and a change for the competitive scene. Yeah, I, I like. I think change is good. I don't think swinging change is good. So I think where we're going at this at the moment is... What's the word I'm looking for? Where they're going is the right direction, but yeah. much... Uh, like what I feared happen will happen with uh, clones that happened with clones. I think the swing to correct it so that it's this is all good stuff, but they're going to keep going like everything has to be a little bit better. 
I think it's going to swing in the wrong way for a, a little while. And that's that's the one thing I fear, that they're going to start with the pendulum already swung too far that way. Because then the swing back doesn't happen as fast. Yeah. What's this about mercenaries? So they're not a true faction. Like that's the that's the big thing with them. So Shadow Collective uh, is itself going to be a f- faction, a battle force, which allows you to use the Pikes, the Black Suns. You will have Maul as the general, and his Maul Deloreans will be a special force in there. But you can't use the Maul Deloreans outside of that force. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. Uh, obviously, mercenaries themselves being a s- faction in its own right will get. Uh, Boba Fett, Bosk, Cad getting reworked as we've discussed, but you'll probably see them being more characterful. I would like a full rework on Cad Bane and Boba and maybe a, a tweak up for Bosk because, you know, I think he needs don't, an extra wound. Don't tweak Cad Bane before I get to him and make him part of my Dark Horse medal. Oh, you can Are you throwing games these days? Look, you're yet to face a, a Dark Horse Cad Bane that's true. Bring it, bring it on Sunday, mate. You can, I'll, if you bring a Cad Bane list, I'll even let you pick one of the two lists that I'm bringing to that tournament. But I don't have Cad Bane. Do you have Cad Bane and uh, a couple of BXs with poison uh, saboteurs? Just proxy for something, mate. I don't care. <laughs> and I hide at that point because I I have all of what you need. Um, oh, yeah, I got to go pick up tables from him. So create your uh, your wish list. Perfect. All right. Excellent. So what am I painting tomorrow night? <laughs> Have you got three units of painted BXs? BX droids? Like full units? No. Nobody has yeah. three full painted units of BX droids. It's a waste of painting time. Well, look. I, mean, I do you have pay- three units of BX droids. Damn it. <laughs> Lachlan, what you should learn by now, as far as We Are Legion is concerned, is if you need to borrow a We Are Legion army... We have everything you need, right down to the double lats per faction. Perfect. Uh, the only things we don't currently have, because they're not in Australia yet, are the Fluttercraft, the NR99 Persuader class attack tank. I think that's it. That's nuts. I even have a big mutton chopped callus. And I've got a Orlando. Speaking of, I'm, I'm hoping to chuck a, a Lando. So I got a Lando from Guff Games here, and uh, I'm hoping that my pre-order with another store still comes, and I can chuck that into Prize Pool for Oceanic League. Cool, cool. So yes, so another thing to add to that. Look, if we get to enough players running, and we have to extend our league uh, top thirty-two into say top forty-eight. Because, you know, in New South Wales, that may have to be a thing at some point. I may consider throwing an op- a uh, limited edition Luke Skywalker at that. Shiny. Looking at you people in New South Wales to make that happen. And the ACT. I know there's 14 of you there signed up. I'm sure we could get more. 14 ACT. I thought there wasn't quite that many yet. Yeah, there's only nine. Well, you sure? Bigger, bigger, bigger. But I know there's way more than nine players there, so. Yeah. 
So if you know who those other not nine players are, tell them to sign up. Yeah, tell them to get involved. Because if we hit, say, 100, then we have to start reconsidering whether we have a 32-player States event or a 48. And on that note, I'm going to round it out for the evening because, you know, it's a nice, easy episode for us. I'm not going to lie, it's a lot less editing for me. I don't hear any complaints from the other guys. Oh, look, it's always too much editing for me. Lachlan. I'm just a guest. I'm just a guest here. You, that's not true, Lachlan. Don't lie. You're one of us. One of one. us. Later on, we're going to take you out the back, and we're going to tie you up, and we're going to give you a tramp stamp of Bosk. Perfect. I really thought that was going down another path. Something this, about pigs and lipstick. Is this in your dungeon? <laughs> editing dungeon. All of it's in the editing dungeon, mate. Excellent. It's called Dungeon and not just the editing room. Perfect. But until next time, because obviously we'll all be here, I will have Lachlan back because I have enforced, I have voluntold him and enforced this. Uh, I am your host, Jeremy. And with I'm me- Mitch. And uh, I'm the Dark Horse and I can't wait to be back. See you next time, guys. For all of those attending events, both now and in the next few weeks. May all your roles be grits. If you like this podcast, please follow our Facebook page by searching We Are Legion Podcast and subscribe to the show via your favourite podcast platform. And now for something completely different. So for the quiz part, I'm at 10. So so are we recording now? Okay, and so a little boss has reminded me that's, uh, that we didn't actually get back to the quiz part. So if one of our, our fellow uh, podcasters here has the answer, I will confirm it. Otherwise, you're just going to have to wait until I decide to tell you. So I got, but, to, uh, I got to 10. All right, what have you got, Lachlan? I've got to at least six. Six. So tell me how you got to six, Lachlan. Well, you know, I'm no Legion aficionado, but, uh, you know, I, I saw Merciless Munitions, and I'm just like, you know, you're probably, in this turn, you're playing Reptilian Rampage after Merciless Munitions, you're using a charge attack. Uh, okay, it's in a single attack pool. Attack pool. Oh. And six is simply Vader's lightsaber. Yeah, you could get to seven off that. Vader's lightsaber with tenacity. Vader's lightsaber and tenacity is also six, because you can only take tenacity on the operative version. Yep, then you got me stumped. Um, oh, I forgot single. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a side question then, Mr. Pope Salami. Can you get to at least six with Rebels? And while you're solving that, Jeremy, how did you get ten? Phase one unit. At range one, with an additional clone trooper, a DC-15, and frag grenades being fire-supported by Rex. Oh, well, you've given me the answer, and your answer is not the maximum. I've got an 11. How? But my 11 is not the correct answer either, because you've actually given me the correct answer, incidentally, without working it out, which is amazing. Perfect. So 11 is Boba Fett tenacity on his flamethrower turn in close combat. Oh my. Into a B1 squad. 
So that throws eight dice for spray, plus two for the boot spikes, plus one for tenacity gives 11. However, as Jeremy has worked out but failed to work out, the best single red dice attack pool is to have two phase one squads, both with frag grenades, both with DC-15s, and one fire support into the other. And that gives you 14. For a total of 14 red dice. Ugh. The downside Correct. is I could do it at 10 with surge crit, or 14 with no surge. They're frag grenades. They have surge crit. Yeah, but I can flip it in reverse, so I can just have it as permanent surge for every... Eh. So, yeah, I totally missed the question. So, I thought you were talking about boss specifically. No. Um, <laughs> but I still would not have guessed 14. That's, uh, that's gross. So did you get to 6 with Rebels? Uh, no. No, I didn't. Didn't you? No. Hang on. So, in the 6 for Rebels. Now I need to go and look at a Rebel list. I'm not even saying if it's possible. I'll let you work that out. Um, <clears throat> double red, white. Well, what's the Pathfinder gun? The close range. It only gets you up to five. Yeah, that only gets you up to five, but what other units have fire support? Mark twos. That's it for rebels. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably getting up to five with Chewy so far. Yeah, five is Chewy and five is Pathfinders. Yeah. Those are the fives. There's somewhere, surely. Trying to think. Doesn't the FD turret have fire support? No. No. It also can't throw red dice. At all? In, yeah, in any configuration. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, hang on. Mandos. Throw four. Max. Really? Yep. That's rockets on a full-size resistance squad. Including Ursa? Ursa only throws one red. Yeah, that's true. And you can only get one red out of there. Wookiee Warriors with an additional oh. trooper only give you... No Wookiee Warriors can only ever give you Blacks. three with a battle shield and tenacity. Yeah. Uh, you got me stumped. You can't do six. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, so, it, you know, you just uh, succeeded in wasting your time here. Dang. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just tenacity, Chewbacca, and... Pathfinders. Yep. Nice. They're the two fives that I can think of. I don't think there's any command cards that allow you to stack additional red dice. No. no I don't think so. What's Chewie's card with Han? Uh, allows you to recycle a Han card. Yeah, that doesn't really help me. No. I was thinking like uh, layers. Uh, like, the du- like the double activate or a double shoot thing. The adding Chewie's Adding in Chewie to Han because Chewie and Han both uh, shoot red. But yeah. Nope. Damn. That's, um, what did I get? I think Separatists can get to eight. 
That's good. What the hell is that? Give me some of that. How many can uh, Imperials get to? 11. Boba Fett, Flamethrower, Boot Spikes, Tenacity. Can't get any higher at all in any other format? No. No. Because their fire supports don't have any red dice, so 11 is the max. And I forgot about fire supporting frag grenades with frag grenades, which is in a reason why we thought of something better. Yes. Well, I was like, ah, if you're looking for, like, something that you're probably not going to have thought of, clones. I did. I just forgot about frag grenades. Look, I don't care about dice pools, man. I just run on hope. <laughs> that gets me through. Well, I would have got but... to, without frags, where could I have got to? You can't get past You can't get past nine in clones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Six. Without frag grenades, you can only get to nine. Yep. And then the ISP fire supporting in. The ISP doesn't have fire support itself. Oh, that's right. You're right. What else has fire support? Phase twos don't help. Well, I guess you could throw echo in them, but it's the same thing as throwing things. Um, a singular unit, I think the best ones are still phase ones for any faction. There's no other no other singular unit outside of... A oh, boss can get to 11, but he has to be attacking specifically B1s. You mean Boba Fett? Boba Fett. So no other singular unit can get to seven outside of a phase one unit with an additional trooper and a DC-15. Uh, it'd be, yeah, seven for that. That's right. Interesting. So the, the best singular unit number is seven when you're looking at against every opponent. Uh, if you decide to exclude spray, then yes. No, no, but that, that's the... I'm not excluding spray there, but it's spray doesn't do every single opponent like that because you know spray will do the B yeah, ones well, in that way, and then you're, you're excluding spray. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's heaps of ways of getting to six, but rebels don't have any. Not that I can think of, at least. Yeah. No, it's I mean, Vader has six on his own. Uh, Anakin gets to six on his own. Um, Luke only rolls black. It's, it's such a shame. Yeah, the um the droid eight is uh is fairly similar to Boba Fett. You take the spider, the DSD flamethrower. Mm. <laughs> it throws red white spray. Oh, that's gross. And you can do the same thing with the um, Jubax. Uh, no, they throw black-white, I think. They don't throw red, I know that for certain. 